Searching for clues to discover God's mysterious plan for your family? Then don't change that dial. Join us now in our discussion of the mystery of parenthood. Here are your hosts, Trey and Stephanie Cashin. Good morning. Uh, This is uh, Trey Cashin, and that is... Stephanie. And you are listening to the mystery of parenthood, and we're excited about our gift. I mean, about our... uh, I guess I'm saying Mari. Gift. I'm it is, a she gift. is a gift. gift. That's right. <laughs> the person who's going to be on the show with us, but we'll uh, hold off for a moment and start with our prayer. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. And grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth and truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, Grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yes, our guest is a gift today. We have Monica Monica Ashour from Dallas, uh, from Dallas, Texas, on, on... Online with us today and on, been on, on air. And she's been on one before. She's the, she's the founder of Tobit, which is the Theology of the Body evangel- Evangelization Team. And um, we've known her. We were, we were talking last time she was on about how long uh, oh, we've known each other. It's been there. a long time. Y'all are yeah. going there? <laughs> uh, don't go there. I know that my wife and, and Monica have not aged, but I have uh. <laughs> in that time frame. But in this, we have, we have Monica with us and... We're going to talk uh, today. I, I'm going to say this: the the topic being the hermeneutics of the gift. I, I think that it's always good for us to at least have one good theological term, and 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 for us Catholics to know what that means, because you may hear it and and understand it. Um, Stephanie, um, <laughs> I confess, I'd never heard that. <laughs> know word what before. that is? <laughs> We're going to talk about that, but but really, what it gets down to is is kind of how do we how do we teach. Um, how do we teach our kids about being made in the image and likeness of God? Is that right? Is that kind of the topic that you thought is that way of uh, expressing that? I mean, I think for us, as I mentioned before the show, um, we've always thought that the way that we've come up with the way we deal with our kids as parents flows from the idea that, that as a married couple, we're living a sacrament and the sacrament's an outward sign of an invisible reality and, and that instituted by Christ to confer grace, but that we are meant to actively participate as trying to be the sign, a sign of God, the sign of the union between Christ and his church, and that whatever the relationship there is between God and, and the Trinity and between Christ and his church, we can learn some things that we should try to apply concretely and think through how does that look in day-to-day concrete form in our in our day-to-day lives, and that's kind of how we've built 
this, and that's why it's called the mystery of parenthood, mystery from um, Mysterion, and that translated in Latin is sacrament. So we just wanted the we wanted the idea of that we're meant to be visible signs, and and I think that this topic will lend itself to that. Does that sound like on, on target a little bit for you? For me, it sounds uh, on target. Okay, I don't good. Know about you, Stephanie. But, but, <laughs> hey, I Let's jump. Do it. I'm flexible. I jump in anywhere. That's right. So, so I think the Holy Spirit never disappoints. But, but I think that, I, I think we've talked about this before. In from back then, when I went to study theology, I ran into a priest, and uh, and he was like, "What are you going to do with that?" You know, and. And I, and I remember thinking, well, it's kind of scary coming from a priest. But he was from Louisiana. He was from Louisiana. Forgive him. But <laughs> but the idea. But I was like, what shouldn't? What what am I not? Uh, how am I? In what area of my life should I not be using what I, what God has revealed about Himself? What we what we know about God in terms of how that applies to day to day life? And and that's you know. So theology has practical applications, and I think this show is going to be, and hopefully it has been, but it's certainly here. We're going to ask Monica to help us. Here's the theology. How does it apply? Here's the theology. How as we can, par- as parents, can we teach kids um, to more fully understand and more fully live out the fact that they are made in the image and likeness of God? So, yeah. and then I'll shut up. I, I love it, that. But, I'm wondering, Trey, if I can, like, um, pose this question. Yeah, do it. Like, and the the question would be, you know, how, how would you explain it to your child that you are made in the image and likeness of God? And when I say you, I mean the the listeners. Right. How how would would you explain that? And, um, you know, I think there's a traditional way. And then I would argue that St. John Paul develops dogma. And then that's when we'll get into this technical kind of I think it's a fun term. I love the sound of it. Hermeneutics of the gift. I may say it a couple times a day just to laugh a little bit. I don't know, Thaddeus? (laughs) Sure, whatever floats your boat, man. Whatever (laughs) helps you draw Uh, you closer to God. uh, That's right. Uh, Anyway, but I I think it's a great question because I think that's really, that really is the question that everybody asks is how does what we know about God and what he's revealed apply practically to our life? How do we make it real? How do we explain it to our kids in a way that they'll actually... And I don't want to go too far afield, but it's also good to know the term hermeneutics because Pope Benedict talked about the hermeneutic of continuity versus the hermeneutic of Mm -hmm. um, change or... I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm forgetting the term to use, but in terms of interpretation of church history and scripture... Um, mm-hmm. you want to read, yeah, you want to so read would, church history say, through, through a, a continuity and a lens of continuity. So maybe we we'll start mm-hmm. with, with what that is. I, I do think I'm going to ask mm-hmm. the kids if they can say hermeneutics three times real fast, that they, <laughs> they'll get a prize. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to think about the word hermeneutics, um, in and of itself, it's in my mind, the easiest way of thinking is interpretation or a way of understanding, sort of like a knowledge of something. And right. so oftentimes it's, it's about, you know, interpreting a biblical passage or, you know, interpreting what someone says. And so, um, you know, Thaddeus, would you ask, would you, you know, go deeper than that um, um, regard to explaining hermeneutics? <clears throat> no, I think that's a good practical definition. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a, 
the lens that you use for interpreting a text or a concept, or it's the method of interpretation. Yeah. Kind of the philosophy of right. interpretation, right? Is that an... Right. Right. And, and so for before the parent's eyes glaze over, right, let's <laughs> right away, uh, apply it to this whole terminology, the hermeneutics of the gift. And I would first of all, um, bring up the body, of course, because as I've said before, and your listeners might get tired of this number, but 1,319 times, St. John Paul, it's the word he uses the most in the theology body, he says the word body. Right. So the way I look at this hermeneutics of the gift is he takes seriously the body and its meaning, and he interprets the meaning of the body. It's the lens that he's looking at a human person who he calls like a body person. And the thing he finds that is number one about the body is it's a gift. And then we can say it in a different way, since the body is a sacrament of the person, the person is a gift. So interpret the body as a gift is sort of my way of um, understanding that that phrase. And I think we've talked about it as self-gift. I mean, we've talked about that, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times as. Right. I think it's, I think there's a, there's kind of a, maybe a nuance here, but it's really important as Catholics, and, and you can correct me or, or straighten me out here, Monica, but, uh, but <laughs> that, that we are, we are, a body is a person. There's not like, it's, there's a sense, I think, in this day and age where we disconnect, you know, as body and soul, but as a human being, we are a body, we're meant to be, and death, I guess, separates us from, from the matter, but I mean, we're meant to be this integrated whole, right? I mean, yeah, which is why I think he gives us a term. Sorry to interrupt, but you're no, I want you to. It. Yeah, he hyphenates the term body dash person. Body actually hyphen person to make that connection. And so I think that's exactly what you're trying to convey. That the instead of us saying we are body and soul, we are body and soul, we are body and soul. He only used the word soul 55 times. I think he's tried to reclaim who we are as what he invents body persons. And then Stephanie, when you say self-gift, that, that'll take us on a different direction, but that is so important. So um, keep, keep going on this gift. And then I'd love to comment on self-gift. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep on going then on, on that. Yeah. You want me to? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, cause I think, I think, I think it's important for us to recapture that, to recapture that sense that we've lost, I think, in it over the last, I mean, I guess it was it Descartes, maybe I don't know. I don't know the, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, he started making the separation between that there's the spiritual aspect and there's this material aspect, and and really we're kind of this two separate things that are kind of thrown together <laughs> as opposed mm-hmm. to being an integrated whole. And I think that's that that helps with parenting. We can talk about about that, but having our kids understand that. I think is important because it's not what the world tells them. I don't think. Yeah. Right. And, and to be concrete, um, if your teenager says, you know, what I'm listening to doesn't affect me. Like, you know, if it's some sort of weird rock song and something right. bad or, you know, watching this particular movie or whatever, it doesn't really affect me. Well, I think what that is, I think it's that, that, that Cartesian split. It's Descartes who says, I think, therefore I am, and that the body doesn't really matter. But, you know, when we 
see something with our eyes, when we hear something with our ears, because we are composite, you know, our human nature uh, is body and soul, it's going to uh, affect us. You know, and another kid might say, well, I hit my little brother or sister, but I didn't really mean it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, your I've never heard that show. before, Monica. I think you're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> so even they are taking from Descartes. So I think it's I built saying. in. I mean, I really do think it's built into kind of just the, a normal conversation. Even sometimes in Catholic circles, I think, less informed, there is this this kind of divorce of the of the two instead of seeing us as this composite whole this our person is body and soul i guess i don't or i don't know if i'm saying that correctly but mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's kind of a normal way of, of saying it like for our kindergarten books by the way we just pushed print today awesome those books oh, took awesome. a year and a half Crazy. Wow! Wow! Uh, Michael Ashour, who's helping to produce his oh, sisters, yeah. Michael's here. Yes. Sarah Ashour helped to start them a year and a half ago. Now she's sister Jane Carroll. Oh, That's wow. how long it took because the precision of language for children, which is why you have this parent show, it's so important. But the reason I'm referring to that is what we decided is um, we're going to say, "Look at the body." When John plays with his toy truck. Um, he, or some, no, we juxtapose it with, can a rock play with a truck? No, look at so-and-so's body. And what we're trying to sh- give them is a sacramental view so that when they see a body, they know that's a person. Right. And this is the way St. John Paul does it in the theology of body at the very beginning. He, in one of his footnotes, he says um, that in the Hebrew thought, and, and so the Old Testament, they didn't think of body and soul split. That would never, ever occur to them. Right. Mm-hmm. He said, no, maybe body and life w- would be something. And so they don't have this split in the Old Testament. Right. And okay, it, you refer to the word body and it means the whole person. I, I think Very you t- fascinating. And then the word heart is another key for the Old Testament. I think you, I think you're the one that told me this years ago, but when, when Jesus said, this is my body. You know, if we say it the way that's thought these days, <laughs> you think of it as like, it's just the, the matter, but mm-hmm. it, he's really saying, this is me, my, the entirety of who I am. Body, blood, soul, and, and, then, and we have yeah. to go because of where we live now, I guess, yeah. and say body, body blood, 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 soul, and divinity. And divinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't have to, I guess what you're saying back then, they would not have had, to go through that understanding when he said, this is my body, it would have been understood as this is all that I am. This is who I am mm-hmm. as a person. Right. right. But see, I think yeah. that, I think that the kids and I were just talking about this last night. Um, I think as a culture, we have compartmentalized so many things, you know, like we split so many things or, I mean, we separate. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. so many things that it's, yeah, it's, it's gotten, and that's probably a whole nother <laughs> so, so topic wanna, of conversation. I want to talk more about the, yeah. about the, about that, but I think you're, that is getting at the point that this division that, that, that kind of seems to be kind of integrated into our culture needs to be reunified. And you've got, you've got these books, which is even better 
to start them young and, and with with a with a thought of we're going to try to get them to understand what it means. So I'm going to jump in right here and, and make sure that we know how do people get your stuff? I mean, get your books. Yeah, can and we? I can know we, 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 sure we jumped that, right in, and I really would like to. Um, to plug like what you're doing, Monica, because I think it's so important, um, you know, and, and how do people yeah. find you and, and what are your acronyms and your <laughs> websites? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and so the easy way to find my team and me is um, going online. So Tobit.org and Tobit is T-O-B-E-T. So the mm-hmm. Theology Body Evangelization Team.org. And the curriculum is called The Body Matters. Awesome. The body matters. And again, I think it's addressing what we're talking about right now is the fact that, you know, I think for too long, we as Christians, particularly Catholics, have not talked about the body and it's significant with Christianity. And so the body matters kind of reclaiming that. Mm. And, and Trey, like you were saying, this is my body is the way we interpret the word body. It doesn't mean only material. It means the whole Self. And then, uh, you know, if we say, what's the next word that comes after what Jesus says? Yes. Especially in Persona Christi at Mass. Perfect. Yes. Guess what it is? Given. Given. In other words, Jesus Christ is a gift. And how do we know he's a gift? It's because he gives with his body, which means his whole self. And so that's the hermeneutics of the gift. That is, it's his body that lets us know. And he is a gift. And so when you talk about the sacraments um, in the theology body, that's especially St. John Paul says, um, and in this gift, Christ gives himself. And what he's referring to is the Eucharist and all the other sacraments. We often think of the thingification of the sacraments. We get something. Nope. We get someone. Right. Because grace is actually Jesus Christ and where he is, then the other two persons of the Blessed Trinity are there. Right. And so that's what we receive in the sacraments. So the sacraments are all about, you know, the, the idea of gift, the hermeneutics of the gift. Wow. But I think, like you said, I think there's to, to be able to start, and that's why I'm excited about uh, having not looked at all, but, but knowing what you're doing, to have something that's helping people be purposeful. Parents. Be purposeful in terms of trying <laughs> to teach their kids at a very young age. Yes, a way it of looking starts, at. We've always talked about on our show that it starts early. I mean, you're not going to uh-huh. do the biology of it at two or three years old, but at two or three years old, you're going to teach them that their body does matter and that what they do with their body matters. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. Right. And yeah. we could see the trajectory all the way to Absolutely. vocational discernment. Mm-hmm. And I know some little listeners are you know, probably listening in. So, you know, to say that receiving the Eucharist is really that body-to-body encounter where Christ's body enters our body. Right. And we are a gift also to him by receiving him, kind of like Mother Mary is receptive. Mm-hmm. But right. the trajectory is, you know, unmistakable with regard to marriage for the husband and wife to encounter each other um, in a loving way. Right. right. And I, and I think, I think one of the things kind of 
practically speaking, I, I, I remember, and there may be a few guys out there that have actually heard this from their wives before, but, you know, don't tell me you love me. <laughs> Show me you love me. And what does that mean? It means that the way you act with your body, the way what, what you do communicates... <laughs> Don't don't just say the words. Love is a verb. You, you know, it's but it's but it's something that you communicate through the body. It's not a bunch of words. And and kids actually know that I think better because they'll call a parent on on them not spending time with her. You know, I love you, but you know, I'm never around. You know. Um, Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know if you had any comments on that, yeah. but I but that's what. No, I, I love that because what, what that does is the language of words ought to be matched by the language of the body. Right. And the language of the body is mostly about being a gift, whether giving or, or receiving. And so when those two match, you have integrity. Yes. You know, whether in character integrity or the integrity of chastity, when the language of the words and language of the body match, you know, and so that's exactly what you're saying. Right. And exactly you don't what have what Stephanie's talking about, that compartmentalization and putting apart, which I would, I would probably say, which is disintegration <laughs> where they were mm-hmm. meant to be this, this whole and that everything's meant to, you know, line up, so to speak, that our actions and our words, that's the way it's meant to be. That's when we're our happiness, when we're the most fulfilled is when it's all lining up. We're not having to mm-hmm. say one thing, but mean another, or we're not having to look at people, say one thing and do another. I mean that, mm-hmm. and so much of the culture today that really has to be dealt with is, is people saying, well, I can say or think something and that's one thing. And what I do with my body really doesn't have anything to do with that or what my body tells me doesn't have anything to do with that. I mean, right. And that, and that's, uh, that's a little scary, I think to, to not. So I'm glad that you're, we're starting at the end. It's all like those pebbles in the, or those pennies into the jar we always talk about to have your books and and start and I um and start with young beginning to understand we've got to have this hermeneutic this way of looking and the way that that the way you communicate that with the kids is to have these practical ways like your books to be able to get them to start learning that way because when they get out in the world mm-hmm. they're going to be cha- that's going to be challenged whether they even recognize it or not so yeah indeed indeed so then let me bring us back to the question toward the very beginning of right. the show was how do we image God? And we were alluding, okay, it's, it's going to have to do with the gift, the hermeneutics of the gift. And then I brought in body as usual. So um, what would y'all have said before you started learning the theology of the body? Stephanie, like, do you remember those days? Like, how would you explain that you're made in God's image and likeness? Do you even remember? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's, how, yeah. you know, I, I would think it's you know, you it's it's all these non. I would think, you know, you love one another. You know, you using words that I think are they're meaningful, but but they don't. You're not teaching them in a concrete way. They're kind of mm-hmm. floating out there. I think some things I mean, that I've <clears throat> I've heard over the years are self-consciousness you're you know you are aware that you're thinking you're not like an animal so you're you're made in the image and likeness of god that way you have intelligence uh-huh. um you have free will you can choose to right lay down your life for one's friends or 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 not um so 
I think those are, it's, it has more to, often it has more to do with the mind. I was about to say heady. Uh-huh. Heady kind of Rather things. than the corporal. Right. Rather than uh-huh. the, um, the, the fleshy aspect of, of being a and human I being. That, I think that actually speaks to why that priest would have said that to me. Where you apply because he's thinking theology is just a mind thing that you're thinking through. Okay, this is what God is, and you understand it, and you can explain it. But he is not even thinking how it connects with well, what does that look like. I mean, what does it practically mean in the way I decide to talk to my wife or talk to my child? But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. And, and uh, whenever I go around the country giving talks and I ask that question, um, that's the response. I get that you said that issue, you know, basically they'll say my soul, which according to Thomistic thought is the intellect and the will. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that's true. But um, I think St. John Paul develops dogma by saying we are mostly made in God's image and likeness when we are a gift which forms a communion of persons. In other words, when we love, and love is for union, love mm-hmm. is for a communion of persons. Mm-hmm. And so uh, here's the answer. Um, you know, when we are a gift, that's how we mostly image God, because the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is, from all eternity, the three persons of the Blessed Trinity are gifts to each other. Another way of saying that, to quote Scripture, is John writes in one of his letters that God is love, First John 4. Right. And that's what he's mostly saying that we are made in God's image and likeness, not so much, at, at least not at the beginning, that God loves us, but within God there is love. And so then whenever we love, which is entailing the body and our concrete lives, that's how we image God the most, when we are gifts to each other. That's why it, uh, the algebra body, like the word gift is so powerful. And he uses the word gift 338 times, which is pretty huge. 338 times the word gift, and he often says reciprocal gift, reciprocal gift. Because, I mean, just imagine this with parenting. You know, if you, Stephanie, this probably never happens because your children are perfect, but you can <laughs> yourself, uh, and yeah. there's no reciprocation. Like, right. they don't say thank you, they don't help you bake cookies, they don't help clean, they just... I would say take, take, take from you, yes. which is the opposite of, you know, the, the gift of self by receiving. So the, just kind of being concrete about that, there's a reciprocalness to gift, at least in a communion of persons, a true relationship, a true family. Right, right. What, what I was wondering. Well, and, well, and yeah. I, I guess I can't ever get out of my head. I mean, Trey, you know, because Trey teaches so much in our house. I mean, just the. The Father loved the Son, and the Son loved the Father, and then the gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, that their, their love produced the Holy Spirit. <laughs> not, yeah. I mean, not, you know, yeah. but that's, yeah, the We're Trinity. Too technical, yes, but yeah, that, yes, that idea yes, of, yes. of that. I think, do you think, you think part of the problem is, you know, God is love, at least in the United States or in English speaking, is that love is an overused and not very well-defined term. You know, I can love chocolate. I can love the Aggies. Absolutely. I can love, you know, Saturday afternoon. Absolutely, yes. Okay. That's why. Well, I'm not, well, that's I, 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 I mean, maybe it's, it's a softball here, Monica. <laughs> yeah. but, 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 I, I but I think it's worth saying, right? I mean, I, I, it seems to me that that gets down to when you say God is love to, 
I mean, that can mean a gazillion things to just the average, you know, uninformed person, right? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why today at the office, my writers and I were like, oh, we need to revise the sentence because uh, and you should love. You know, it, it just doesn't have any weight anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it's thrown around so much. Now, however, we're trying to use love and gift as a positive, yes. you know, interchangeably, because we want to win back the word love as the gift itself. And then, you know, I'm sure Thaddeus could give us like the more of the traditional willing the good of the other is also part of what we're trying to capture again. sacrificial love and that's what we've always i've always tried because that was like when i when when i've talked to our kids growing up i've always said well how do you define what is love i mean what does it mean to love and i've always used that's to give yourself away i mean it's to give yourself to others i mean that's what it is to choose to do that and to actually do it in in your actions so Mm -hmm. but you're but i just i look at it and i think you know, there, there are, I mean, if you think about it and, and this, you know, God is father. Well, father is a term that's been just totally, blown up. you know, um, this is my body. It's a term. We got to reclaim these words <laughs> as Catholic mm-hmm. Christians and not just let it go willy nilly to where it is. Because if you don't capture the word for what it's meant to be, <laughs> then when you have a discussion with somebody, it can mean... A yeah, multitude of things. Right. Because, I mean, I mean, because we've talked about the fact that, I mean, God is Father. It, I mean, we only have our earthly, sometimes kids only have their earthly definition of what Father could be. And sometimes that's not so great, you know? Um, yeah. So to have to redefine the amazing love of the Father, <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. you just have to go deeper than the words that we throw out there because some of those earthly definitions. So, yeah. So um, how do you, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, you can sit and talk, but I mean, how do you help uh, the people listen out there? I mean, obviously the books that you're doing, but I mean, I think, how do you recapture those words? Cause I think love is one we need to fight for. Mm-hmm. I think the body is one we need to yeah, fight mm-hmm. for. I mean, how do you do it? Yeah. I, I have a, um, I have a suggestion and, you know, I'm not a parent per se, although I have nieces and nephews kind of spiritual children to me, but, um, you know, St. John Paul speaks about a person is a being dash for dash another. And so like the word father in and of itself necessarily means relationality, you know, son, daughter, in that word, which is why it's so important for us to say son and daughter and not just offspring, offspring, (laughs) there's some relationality, but (laughs) son and daughter. It's um, much more personal. And so, you know, I'm just wondering with regard to parents to say, look, I am for you. Uh, One of my friends is like, my kid, you know, I just said, no, you can't go on this trip that costs $300 with your friend. No. And the mom and the girl was just so angry. Like, you don't even care about me. So to say something like, actually, I am, you know, mom for you, you know, mom for, you know, whatever the name is. And I wonder if maybe the child then will say, oh, we belong together. 
And the four to me reminds me of willing the good of another. You can't really say that to little children. I will the good of you, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spank you because it's for your good. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> maybe, you know, I am for you. And that's kind of a simple way of saying we belong together. And the decisions I make, it's because I have, you know, you, you in mind. You know, right. you are treasured by me. And then my next theory is what about with brothers and sisters when they're arguing? To kind of capture that moment and say, and this has to do with the hermeneutics of the gift, because the word for has to do with gift. Look, you know, William, you are William for Clara. Clara, you are Clara for William. So you are arguing right now. That's okay. You know, we argue, but why don't you work it out and find out who you could be for the other rather than against? And, you know, then you're teaching actual personhood without even letting them know that this has to do with, you know, personhood. Right. Yeah. You know, this uh, brings to mind something that happened in our household earlier this week. Our eight-year-old daughter was uh, giving us a little taste of what she had done at school earlier in the day. She was giving a little show and tell that she had done. And right right before she started, our nine-year-old kind of slinked off to his room (laughs) and I went and got him and I said, you need to be out here to show your sister that you, that the good thing that she's doing and showing off matters to you and you care about the fact that she's doing this thing well. And I wasn't thinking about it consciously, but what I was doing is that I was saying the presence of your body, where your body is in relation to her, yes. communicates love. It, it says something about how she matters in relation to you. So you you need to do the right thing with your body. I, I mean, wow. that's dead on. That's perfect. I that's, mean, yeah. And Daddy, I was just about to add to what you said by saying, I would have said, you know, when I went and talked to him, look, son, your body went out of the room away from, you know, your daughter's body, your sister's body. And what is that conveying to her? Because the body matters. Right. Right. You know, and then I would have um, gotten my book, The Body and Reverence, because it's precisely that one of our chapters is called Reverence versus Control. So instead of him being reverent toward her body, Mm -hmm. that is to say, you know, the story that she's meant to tell, he was controlling the situation because he didn't want to bother Right. So he wasn't at that moment being, you know, whatever your kid's name is, Michael for you know, Sarah. And mm-hmm. so the the idea of, um, you know, I would mention the body is what I would do yeah. at all times. Maybe I'm too much of a freak about the body, but. No, I think, I mean, I think, I think that yeah. that is, I, everybody, I've noticed, and I know, and we've tried to do with us saying it's important for us to be at things that our kids are involved in. Um, it's important for us as parents to show up at performances or to show up at football games or, or like we're going tonight to to a deal. I mean, would I rather go home and go sleep? And maybe I don't know, but <laughs> but I'm gonna be there because I want them to know that I that we are there for them. And I haven't used that language, but. I do think you're dead on with regard to the first part of that because we have talked about that you really have to, I mean, I don't know if selling your children is the right word, but sell them over time that every decision you make is actually 
for their good. It's for them, mm-hmm. not not for me. And that we as parents should evaluate our decisions because sometimes, if I'm honest with myself, sometimes the stuff that I say is for me. <laughs> I mean, absolutely yes. I mean, and that's I and that's when that. I'm not. You know, I've got a football game to watch. Everybody, shut up. I mean, <laughs> you know that 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 that's never happened in our house. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed Stephanie laughed first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but and the great yeah. thing about radio is no, you can't see the eye rolling. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I do think I do think that that you're dead on in saying that that you have to over time say it and and then remind them as they get older. Have I ever? Is there ever? Okay, there have been the times when I've hopefully if you've done it confessed. That was for me. That was when I was selfish. That's when I was not acting like a good father. Mm-hmm. But over most of the time, if I'm saying do this or don't do that, avoid this, have you ever known anything that was not for your good that I've done? And if you've done that over time, I've found that as they get older, they'll actually begin to say, hmm, you know what? You're probably right. Maybe I should listen to you at 16 or 17, which is a really good time for kids to actually listen to parents. It's not frequently the case. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. I would I would add one caveat, however, because sure. otherwise um, it, there, it may seem like we're overboard with you, Trey, never getting to watch the Dallas Cowboys or the Aggie football. Right, game. yeah. Right. And I don't, yeah. So what what it also could do is like, Stephanie could say, hey, let's get um, into the room and enjoy the game with dad and be for him. Absolutely. You know, just so that shows, that also shows that reciprocity Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, you're the one who's always sacrificial. It it also goes into, um, I think this, the way we're talking about the, the hermeneutic of the gift, it fits well with helping your children understand you know, Catholic social teaching, like solidarity, Mm. that you got to be, you got to, solidarity is not putting on your Twitter feed some symbol that you're, you know, behind some campaign. It's being, it's being in something physically with something, going through the same physical hardship or the same physical joy with, with someone, you know, empathizing with your, with your body and your bodily Mm -hmm. experience, what someone else is going through. That's, solidarity yeah and and i think like you said sharing i think it's great like as you're talking about that there are things as a parent that you want to share i've have particularly great memories of my mother taking me to boston red sox games so what have i done subsequently is say i want to take my family to boston to a red sox Mm. game and share that with them and Mm -hmm. because it's something that's part of my what i love about my mother i can talk about her but again i think that's again getting to what you're talking about which is this we're in relation with one another and not only relation with one another father son wife but even those that have gone on my mother you know has passed away for years this connection with her and i remember sitting out there with her when i was five and i don't know what are your thoughts on that i mean i that's what popped into my head as you were saying was hey you know yeah I, I I love that especially, and I'm getting a bit choked up because um, my mom passed away on January oh, 23rd. I'm so sorry. And I shared a lot with her, and she taught me softball and 
taught me the Catholic faith. And, mm-hmm. and so she was for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I just got to share this. I, I hope this is a good oh, thing to share. But sure. um, uh, toward the last hours of her life, my mom, with her body, was sharing with me, my two sisters, some nieces and nephews, that there was a communion of saints. Mm-hmm. It was uncanny and miraculous. Yes. She looked to the left, and with her body, she couldn't talk anymore, the language of words, but the language of her body. Mm-hmm. She obviously saw someone, and then she took looked to the right, and then she saw someone else, and she was smiling so big. It mm-hmm. was this mystical experience, mm-hmm. and it's it very showed holy. me that the communion of saints mm-hmm. are still for us. Yeah. And we're still yeah. for them. Yeah. The veil yeah. between time and eternity was pulled back. Yeah, and I just can't believe I got to see that and witness it, and it was her body. That it was her body. That's understand that. That, that is yeah. so awesome. Mm-hmm. That's perfect because yeah. I think that's exactly. It's those things. That's just a small thing. You had to be there to see. You were there and and saw and see it. But I think that's that's a. It's a very sacred, mo- sacred no, it's moment. A very sacred time. But it's, it communicates yeah, to us how how much just a little glance, even just mm-hmm. in a day at a at a child. Out of, out of love or a wink or, or something that acknowledges, mm-hmm. hey, I recognize you're here. There, I mean, it, it just points to the fact that our, that our bodies communicate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We used to do— It does. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm go sorry. ahead. Well, I was just thinking about, you know, some of the things we've talked about on here about, you know, our, our kids when they grew, when they, as they grew up, when they would do something, and you say, hey, about apologizing to— and you would know that they're, I'm sorry, or I, you know, please forgive me. But you knew everything about their body was saying, I'm just doing this so mom and dad will get off my back, you know. <laughs> and that we would recognize, hey, your body's saying There's something that, different. Right. There's no integrity. That integrity that you were talking about, the body and the words, the body of the body of word, the language of words and the language of the body. <laughs> but that's a great. Don't match. <laughs> and that's a great. I mean, we all know it, you know, or the rolling of eyes, you know, when the parent says something, you, you may not have said anything, but you said plenty mm-hmm. with just a roll of an eye, you know, mm-hmm. the Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. roll your eyes, I'll roll your head. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, but I, but I, th- thanks for sharing that. And again, so sorry to hear. I mean, having lost my mother, I know how, yeah, how much a special yeah. Th- yeah. it is. But we might need to uh, do another show to talk about heaven. I never get to talk mm-hmm. about St. John Paul's speculation about heaven, which is in the third chapter of the Theology of the Body. Oh, so, I'd love that. I, love, I mean, yeah. I, I would love that. I think we would. I, I really, and I hope that it's okay with you because I, because I just, there's so much like, overlap and overlay that that hopefully we can do this on a relatively regular basis because i love talking with you people can listen if they want i don't care if they listen or not i mean i'm just i I like to 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 talk with you and hear you because i think so much of the way you look at things is what framed the way we kind of i mean literally set about saying how are we going to parent these kids applying the faith and what we know about the sacrament and then purposely make decisions based on this. God is like this, and therefore we're going to try to show that in what we do. Jesus loves his bride like this, and so this is how we're going to try to do that and then continually communicate that with the kids in small ways, like 
rolling your eyes. You're saying, you, I know you're saying the right word, but you're you're not saying it. So anyway. I guess right. some, another aspect of what you're saying too, Monica, with in regards to the spouses is that think about how impoverished your love for your spouse would be if you didn't have your body. Mm-hmm. You, you would be so limited in how you could love love her. You you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to do the dishes for her. You wouldn't be able to you, you wouldn't be able to do acts of charity for her. You wouldn't be able to um you know carry her her burdens when right. when she's not able to. You wouldn't you wouldn't have to make conscious decisions about doing something for her good that might cost you in terms of how it feels for you or how difficult it is for you. I'm speaking in, in generalities, but, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's remarkable how much of your, your love that willing the good of the other person is tied to the fact that we're embodied souls. Yeah. Or we're, or we're, we have or the fact that we have bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, to, to tie it again, again, to how are we made in God's image and likeness? Well, when our bodies are gift and you just said several occasions, like, you know, bearing, you know, the burden of a spouse, you know, thinking, gosh, I'm going to buy her flowers. I'm going to, you know, give him a back rub. I'm going to, you know, and it's this reciprocal gift, which images God, because in God's very inner life, he is love. He's a communion of persons because each of the persons is a gift. And, you know, with parents, the same thing goes with the, with their children, mm-hmm. um, being able to give the gift itself and being for the other through the body. And I guess it goes back to the incarnation too, right? I mean, Jesus chose mm-hmm. to the ultimate yeah. be born yeah. and be a human yeah. and say, I want to it was experience. obviously important enough for yeah, for yeah. him to have a body. I'm God going to him. have I'm gonna experience every joy and every pain and that and that's that you do. And that's a whole another deal of reclaiming what the incarnation really tells us. <laughs> because there's a lot mm-hmm. that's lost in, in in many Christian circles that really diminishes that. I mean he became he's the perfect one of us. I mean, and he shows us what we're capable of separate from sin, not he, he's some superhuman. Um, he is hundred percent God, hundred percent man. But, but I think that that again points us to the fact that what we do again, like, I mean, your titles are perfect. <laughs> the body matters. I mean, it's not, it's not thinking nicely about it. it was that he, I mean, he could have done, God could have done lots of things to save us other than what he did. I mean, but he chose to do it this way. And mm-hmm. that's, that's central to, well, I mean, yeah, well, you and is. you and Stephanie were joking about it earlier, but you know, my thoughts mean much less to Robin than my words and my words mean much less to Robin than my actions do. Right. Interesting. That's good. That, wow. That's that, that is good. Were we talking about that? Really? 
You and I were joking about that right at the yeah. top of the show. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Well, I, I don't about know. But I'm burned. thinking about little things because my mother was a stickler. You know, like we're, she was, we we're all boys and we'd go out, you know, running to get in the car for, to go to church or whatever. And we'd all run piling the truck. And then my mother would be standing out that, outside the door. And she would not open a door for herself ever. She said, I didn't birth four boys <laughs> to have to open a door. <laughs> you know, and we had to get out and open the door. But there's a there's a sense of like I'll you know, I'll tell the boys when we're going, Hey, one of y'all make sure to open mom's door for her. But I think those are little things with the body that, you know, we take for granted, but we need to put it in the context of there's a reason why you're doing that. I mean, there's a re- you're doing that because that person. So if I'm teaching my boys, you open the door for a lady. It's because they, it's your gift to them of yourself, but it's showing them that what they are, they are made in the image and likeness of God, and they are special, and they are a person. And you're reverencing that person rather than controlling that, that person, right. like Monica was saying. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that's a way maybe par- parents could... I mean, I think they may be already doing it. I think they maybe don't, haven't put it in the context of the hermeneutics of the gift. They haven't, they don't realize why, again, that's part of being purposeful. I think you got to kind of think through why am I, well, my mom taught me that and my, my mom's mom taught her that, <laughs> you know, and so you you have to do yeah, that. Yeah. And I and, think, I think that's the difference. I think being able to put it into words, which is really difficult, you know? Um, but I love your language for, you know, like the, the four, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I I really like that, that you're, you're being for that person when, you know, when you're present or when you're, you know, doing some act of service or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Every month my team and I, we present to engaged couples and, for the very end, I'm like, uh, the vows, you are vowing to become, you know, John for Mary and Mary for John. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. for better or for worse means I will always be for you mm-hmm. and journey with you on this life. I'm a gift. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It is. And then we're getting. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've got like. Towards the end. minute and a half left. I, I do hope that you'll, you'll consider. Uh, being a regular guest because I love talking to you. We love talking to you. Um, it would be an honor. Yeah. Thank so you. so we need to figure out how to do that. But but anyway, I don't know. Leaving is there it. anything that we haven't touched about? Or we've talked. I've talked too much. But but um, we got a little bit. Maybe thirty seconds. It might close out this one, and then no, we're gonna yes, come back. And then I usually have a verse for us, Monica. But is there anything that you'd like to kind of? Wrap uh, yeah, up? I'd like to add this that Saint John Paul, well, God says. We find ourselves when we are a gift. And so all of this is, you know, about not just giving ourselves to others, but finding ourselves. Mm, ah, yes. Yeah, yes. That's, yeah. Beautiful. That, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, um, yes. And so I'm going to um, also end with our um, memory verse, which is going to be Romans 12, 1. Uh, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Okay. All right. Drop. <laughs> Mic drop. Amen. All right. <laughs> Bible drop. Bible drop. Bible drop. Yes, 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 yes. 
Uh, um, so, um, I we're at the end. So yes, get, thank you so much thanks, for being Monica with us, Monica. And, and hang You're on, welcome. we'll thank talk you. afterwards. Yes, but. please hang on. Okay. Um, God bless you. Remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. God bless you all. Pray God for bless. us. We're praying for you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this local production of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Tune in next week at the same time to hear Trey and Stephanie Cashin share more on the mystery of parenthood.